Hi everyone, this is a podcast. I rec- I'm gonna cut this episode short. Not right now, but I just like we we got tickets to the Jurassic World premiere How? and like oh my god, we absolutely cannot be late. <laughs> I like you know my passion for this. You didn't need to tell the people at home this. We got VIP seats. No one, I mean, I care. I'm coming along, but no one's gonna be up. To, no one knows that we're gonna cut the episode short. It'll just be a shorter episode. I need people to know no, that you're going to Jurassic World. That is why you brought this up. Yeah, I wanted to. You're a, a monster. Brag. Die on Jurassic World, you monster! I hope a volcano swallows you up. I'd be cool with that. As far as ways to die, a volcano swallowing me up on an island full of dinosaurs. Were there gay dinosaurs? Yeah. Well, no. In Jurassic Park, original. I'm done with these nerd facts. No. Welcome no. to the male gaze. I'm sorry, mom. It's not a face. I'm not finished. <laughs> in Jurassic Park, all the dinosaurs are female, but they've got a little bit of frog DNA in them, which means that they, because uh, they made them all female on purpose so they can't breed, but then they switch gender so that they can breed. Oh, they're so queer. So they are queer. They're like intersex icons. icons? Thank you. What did they do for our community? Oh, they gave me... Life, hope, hope, Something dreams. To invest into. <laughs> hey guys, it's so nice to talk to you again. Welcome d- along to the male gaze. Yeah, it's so. How you been? If you're new here, um, I'm Chris and I'm Eli, and this is basically how it's going to run for the next. Well, we're kind of get short, so twenty minutes, <laughs> five minutes. Uh, we don't even need to introduce ourselves because our voices are basically identical. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the fact of the gay? Ah, okay. Oh, yes. So <laughs> Just I was flying straight into it. I was flicking through the history of RuPaul's Drag Race because yes. we're about we're about to hit the finale of season ten, Woo-hoo. and then I was trying to find a fact of the gay, and my boyfriend was uh, uh, driving the car. We're driving from Walkworth. We're staying up there. I don't know. This is more extraneous details. You're the one who wants to go to Jurassic World, mate. I know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I was like, I'm trying to find a fact of the gay, and then he told me this, so I can't verify this right. information. This is an unverified fact. But apparently, this fact's got like two thousand followers. <laughs> Apparently on RuPaul, RuPaul and Michelle Visage, they kind of knew about each other, but the, the way that they met was they were like set up as radio presenters together. Oh my God. Because yes. I love when they do What's the Tea, their podcast. Yeah. I was like, they're not fucking recording this right now. Do you reckon they are? I, I've listened to What's... No, I don't think they put those episodes out. I listened to the What's the Tea with Rose McGowan. Oh. And I don't think I could ever have a conversation with her. Wow. So that's how they became friends, because they were... Um, they both hated Rose McGowan, yeah. No, <laughs> no the, yeah, they were set up as radio buddies. And they knew of each other. They'd seen each other at clubs. Uh, and then, yeah, they became tight little, tight little buds. Oh, it's so interesting. I was actually looking at Bob the Drag Queen's uh, Twitter. Did you see that tweet, tweet she yes. did about how, like, she's got, like, six, well, she does. She's significantly lower followers than, like, all the other thin white queens. Which is outrageous because when I think of, like, the top queens ever, I'm like, Bob is right Bob up rocks. there. Yeah. Um, and it's like... This is, I think, because of, like... I was thinking about this a lot and why this has happened. And I was mm. like, well, one, the world is racist. But two, like, Instagram itself is, like, a platform for, like, young white women. Yes. Like, when I think of, like, what is instant, Like, apart from, like, Rihanna, who, like, is, like, the queen of... Like, actually owns Instagram. Well, no, but isn't Selena Gomez the most followed person on Instagram? Is, yes. Which is fucked. I'm like, is she even... 
because she taps that fucking Disney market. Yeah. And still, uh, yeah. So it's like all these like fucking green smoothie, chia pud face. Uh, Cheer put face sounds like it sounds like got pimples. Sounds like lots of blackheads. We got very white complexion and then blackheads everywhere. Yeah, cheer put face. Um, you need to put on a mask. Uh, they, yeah, I think that's they, they follow for the fashion and the beauty and the makeup tips. Yeah, because like Pearl is one of the most followed, queens. which is bullshit. Because Pearl is boring. Not a, it's, it's not a uh, is not as precious as she sounds. Yeah, but also she's a hot boy. Yeah, I've just like honestly forgotten about Pearl yeah that's true but it, I it reminded me when I saw that photo it has all these queens with over a million followers no black queen yeah it's fucked from RuPaul's Drag Race has over a million followers it's except fucked. for RuPaul I think it's outrageous I think I'm angry at the queens that are, have ended up in the final of what I thought was one of the strongest seasons I'm I'm angry that Monique and Monet aren't, aren't there yeah I'm pissed that they aren't there even the Vixen I'm like she gave a little bit more to me than Cameron has ever Cameron. given to me is vacuous. Cameron. Cameron is as vacuous as the sponge that Monet dresses herself in. <laughs> I am done with Cameron. It's outrageous. And it me off. They're like, "Oh, you're so quiet." And I was like, "Exactly." Yeah. She didn't say a single word this entire season. The whole season. She and never got any talking TV heads. Show. Yeah. Oh. oh. And I love that her struggle is like, my body is perfect. <laughs> I know. Like, she's like, I'm a really hot boy who wears <laughs> camo caps and white singlets. I just and... want to say to like all those straight buff boys out there, you too can put on drag. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I love like an empowering, inspiring message for people who've already got it all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we're going to be talking about like TV shows uh, this episode because we've just both been watching TV shows a lot, I guess. We have. And we just also watched the first uh, episode of our TV on, show. Of our TV show. We just watched it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, exactly. Good and it's second. out on July the 1st. first. Are we allowed second. to announce that, Tim? Okay. Yes, sir. Hear it here first. Raise the alarms. The Ray, male Ray, gaze Ray, We sound the alarm. a TV show um, it is a, It's cut like a TV show But it's made for the internet Because we're cheap like that Yeah And we just want you youngins To get a hold of it And it's get like hold Why it. put it Watch on Watch on your TV? phone Why put it on TV You don't own one <laughs> I don't own you one You don't own one Have one where you have your chair put And your smoothie Exactly Your little Instagrammer Um so we just thought, well, let's just keep talking about TV then. I am honestly feeling a little bit raw today because I just watched the first episode of Queer Over the Straight Guy season two. And I honestly, it's like an hour or 40 minute episode. Yeah. I cried for the second half of it. Like just solidly crying. Like it was, I don't think I've cried that much ever. Like it was so <laughs> full on. You I, told me you cried for 20 minutes before. That was yes, what was you put the time on it. Yeah. Which makes, were you timing it? <laughs> No, but I was, did you check the clock when you started no, crying? I was like, I'm just thinking about it now, like recording yeah. it. it was like the emotional arc of the episode. Like it kind of kicked in halfway through, and then I just like kept crying. Oh, I is love it? those little gays so much. They're beautiful. They're just, I love them all. The first time I feel like a reboot has had some serious like critical thinking about how to improve it. Like mm-hmm. Will and Grace was like it's the same but political, and it, it just kind of didn't. I don't know. Like, I didn't think it was as smart as what it could have been. Yeah. Whereas I feel like they've gone like, okay, what was the problem with the first Queer Eye? You know, or like, how do we yeah. update it for this modern world? And they've like, gone above and beyond. Yes. And they're like, so this episode is about like them in the, in like a uh, church um, in uh, gay George, George, George land, George, oh, somewhere in America, you know, racist. Well, not racist, homophobic. Yeah. Uh, they're, it's actually an entirely like black church. Um, but it's just very close-minded people slightly, you know? So you can yeah. imagine growing up as like a young gay there, how hard it would have been. And is there a young gay there? 
yeah, so they do over a woman, but her son is gay. Anyway, oh. I cried. I'm like, I can't even get my words out because I was just like, it's just so beautiful. But yeah, I just, I love the idea of a church entering itself into <laughs> queer over the street. It was like, what happened to church this week? We got five gay men to <laughs> redecorate it. They must just get, um, they must just seem like a producer out to the smallest parts of America. Yeah. And be like, let's film here. Yeah. Um, I just feel like the that's the saddest the... job. Like of all the amazing <laughs> jobs that you could do on Queer Eye, this person who like scouts alone and goes to the most homophobic parts of America. The most unsafe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we I just feel like the, the makeup of the Fab Five as well is so mm. brilliant as well. There's like a, there's a little something for everyone. I think Tan doesn't get enough love. Yeah, I really think he's he, I inspirational. Think he, they're all like changing this, se- this season okay. they've all kind of found their what they're good at it's I like, have heard that Anthony doesn't cook anything in the first episode he doesn't no he gets he's like I'm gonna get you to teach me how to cook and I was like okay but then also <laughs> <laughs> also I'm gonna spin it on his head and not prepare anything <laughs> I guess you know what like this woman has like a big function on and yeah she doesn't need like a new recipe thrown at her and I yeah, was like true. I valued that as someone who gets thrown by cooking. <laughs> yeah. I love that he, in the interim between season one and season two, when everyone clocked into the fact that he was really hot and he himself has also clocked into it. And yeah. now he's like, yeah, I wear crop tops now. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, I've burned you. my strokes t-shirts and all I'm wearing is crop tops. I feel like messaging him all the time, just being like, be careful with what you've got. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you've a maternal instinct. Before you upload photos like that. I know. It's, They're wild. It's wild. I think we all secretly hope to date someone who's like an amazing chef. Yeah. Because there is something about someone who's prowess in the kitchen that's like a real turn on. Oh, and especially when they're like passionate about what they're making and the way they get their hands like on the ingredients. Because weirdly, um, I get really like turned on to Alice Sneddon from Photos of the Heart when she's cooking. She is never hotter than when she's got an apron on yeah. and she's juggling a she's couple like of different trays. She's fucking tea towel over her shoulder. Yes. And she's the kind of bitch who'll just like squeeze a lemon with her hand. And she'll be drinking a whiskey while she cooks. It's unbelievable. It's really good stuff. She should have a cook show. Yeah, a cook show. Is that what you call them? <laughs> you call them a cooking show? No, a cook show. She should have a cook show, like a biography of Captain Cook. <laughs> she hosts it. I would love to see her hot takes on that. Um, the most I've ever cried watching a piece of film or television was the film Pay It Forward starring Hayley Joel Osment. Do you remember oh, that movie? Oh, yeah. That fucked me up so much. I was 12 and I yeah. was like... <laughs> Way to break your son, eh? Oh, my God. <laughs> that I, film is like emotional abuse. I don't it know is. what... It's like, fuck you, don't kill It's Hayley like Joel the 13 Osment. reasons why of yes. our childhood. It was like, we're going to emotionally manipulate you what to your core. What kind of fuck's like, let's kill Hayley Joel Osment? Like, <laughs> let's kill this 12-year-old boy. Oh, man. What's he, he like inspires a community then randomly gets stabbed while I saw him on um, The View. But Whoa. there was no audio. I was at the gym and for some reason the view was on. It was like a small... I was in Melbourne. It was like a small gym. Is he the one whose face stayed the same in the middle and then his yes. like the the outside of it grew out? It's just like a giant wide frame of skin. Shit. It's weird. Eh? He's got like three centimetres around for like wiggle room. Yes. He looks like, you know, like we had... He looks like the most Christian man of all time. He does. He looks so godly. So godly. That's like he'd have like... Four da- beautiful daughters in a St. Bernard. I love how much gay TV there is on Netflix now at the moment. It's huge. It's- also on TVNZ On Demand has got a f- whole gay section. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I sort of feel like sometimes TV's getting gayer and gayer. Absolutely. Like sometimes like now I'm like, 
like I did seven days last like the other day and it was like me and Ursula were both on the team and I was like yeah. you're gonna gay and a lesbian here this is great yeah. like but it's like no bad thing you know yeah um, but then again like there's no like it's that thing again of like having a gay person on a panel versus making content deliberately speaking to gay, gay issues people. and for gay people and I feel like that's the big difference yeah yeah because when you're gay on a panel show as well you're going to do your like very like surface level like I'm gay so I'm bad at sports gags but then if it's gay for gay it's like no this is about loop you know like <laughs> not that it's dirtier but it's just like you can talk to the more specific yes, issues exactly. well that's yeah. what we love about our TV our show. upcoming <laughs> show but it's like we haven't edited anything out. Or we haven't tried to make it like... Well, straights can watch it, but we've made it for gay people. We encourage straight... Um, <clears throat> the straight woman of Instagram to watch it and get us up to a million followers each. But... That's what's amazing gays. about RuPaul's, though, when it came in. It's like never... Yes. It never really tried to um, fit into anything or moderate itself. It was just like, well, we're just going to give it a platform. I was drag a platform. It got turned down by E and Bravo. They were yeah. like, no, too gay. And then Logo picked it up. But luckily Logo picked it up because like, they put less restrictions on it, I reckon. Yeah, great. I was watching Jane Krakowski be interviewed on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Ooh, and she was I talking about her, her son, who uh, is just going into sixth grade. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Why, no. do, why do we not just all call it the same oh, thing? Please. Why, it would honestly bring a little bit of world peace to this yes. world. Let's all use metres and centimetres. Yes. Get rid of inches. Fucking cups and fucking uh, yeah. grams. Yes. Don't get me started when it's like um, two cups of butter and I'm like, excuse me? Yes. I'm not putting this butter in a cup. When I take um, Metamucil... <laughs> It's on the bad side. It's great that you're still doing that. I totally have given up. No, I have to. Uh, (laughs) Not even for sex reasons, just for like... um, Shit reasons. My butt. Uh, But it's like, drink it with two ounces of water. Motherfuckers. How much is an ounce? I will never know. I will never know that information. (laughs) Because you you buy weed in an ounce, don't you? There's a lot of weed you saw. Is it? No, you one spoonful, two ounces of water. Oh. <laughs> this is the kind of content our people come to the show for. I have one ounce of Metamucil. Oh, that's what we should get. We should get sponsorship by Metamucil. Absolutely. Tim, Tim right it up. That would be so funny. <laughs> but there's an interesting kind of point around like. This um, episode of The Male Gas was brought to you by Metamucil. <laughs> it clears your butt out. <laughs> um, and make anal easier. Uh, so. About this idea of like, how do you feel around? Oh, I was talking to a female comedian about when people say, "Hey, just relax." Like when you're on TV and they oh, say, yes. "Just relax and be yourself," and you're like, "You don't understand." Like, yeah, how when sorry when producers say, "Relax and be yourself," and you as the performer, like, you don't understand how complex that is. Like, I feel like when I'm being myself, sometimes people ask me to like pull it back um, yeah and this female comedian that I was talking about was like as a woman when she's like when I she, she's outspoken yeah. she feels like she's coming across as like a loud mouth bitch you know and that she finds it hard to relax when you know yes. when, and be more of herself it is something to moderate that, that it's something that straight men would never have to worry it's like yeah I will be myself because TV is filled with it's, myself because I'm a perfect <laughs> fit for this thing yeah yeah yes. yeah it's so funny because I oh I just think as a performer in general there's so many like versions of yourself as well like if I'm in 
like doing a late night gig in Titarangi, yes, that version of myself is very different from what I would present in like you know, mm. I don't know. I'm doing a talk at the women's bookshop because we were talking about this not too long ago around like when we do panel shows, um, and and we do and we do them a bit. Thank you <laughs> so much. Um, no, but around the how like you'll do the your joke will be the gay joke. Yeah. Um, and that'll be, that'll get the laugh because it's like a twist in the rule. So basically yeah. it's like, straight person does a joke about having sex with a woman. Another straight person has a joke about sex with a woman. And then you make a joke about having sex with a man. And then that gets the laugh because you've reversed the pattern. Yes. That's how comedy works. <laughs> um, and, but it's like, you still want to make, it's like, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Of like, you just want to, you want to join in and add on the joke chain. Yeah. Right? And also, you want to bring like your your voice your voice into the room, but then yeah. also you don't want to like belittle your entire existence for the sake of a punchline. It's hard when you're young and establishing as well because people don't know you, and so I feel like until you do a joke which refers to you being gay, some of the audience are sitting there being like, "What is it about you? <laughs> like, what's your what's deal? Your, what's your special trick? What's your thing?" <laughs> it's interesting. Like, I found even I mean. With comedy festival, like we have hour long comedy shows age, but like thank I get like so you, much. Thank you yeah. so much. But I still feel like at the top of the hour, you need at least one joke where you just go like, "I'm gay." Like you need yeah. to actually say it weirdly so that everyone's like, "Oh, he's addressed it." Even though it's like, we all know. Like yeah. it's a really weird. Do you feel like you have to do that still? This year, for the first time, I didn't, and I've got a term for this as well. I did a talk for. Uh, Rainbow Tech which is the cool organisation here early in the year and I talked about doing an announcement joke that's like where you announce it and you always have to announce it with a gag so it's like here's what's different about me but it's okay I'm making a joke about it Yes, and I'm trying not to do that so in my show this year I don't I feel like I just started talking about my boyfriend about five minutes in and and that was it positive role modeling yeah just being like this is just my existence yeah yeah because I don't think there is like we shouldn't there's nothing wrong with it but there shouldn't be a like it shouldn't be a system that you have to adhere to. No, you're right. Mm. But it's just that interesting thing of like I found like you just like have to like key into it. Like key, yes. the audience has to key into you. Weirdly. Yeah. Um, you also get there's a mix of like um, you get you attract gay audiences who want to hear about gay experiences. So those mm. things pop the most for them. And also sometimes, so if you don't talk about it for too long, sometimes I'm like sometimes I feel like people are like, are you even gay anymore? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, people. Well, this is the thing, right? This comes back to television. Of like, I always find myself going back to gay content on TV. Yeah. And I'm like, oh god, am I just like a walking parody of myself? Like, I should be trying to like watch more like content that isn't just gay shit. Yeah. Like, all the, but then it's like I can't I be it. bothered watching something that doesn't reflect my experience in the yes. same way that like straight people like watching stuff that reflects their experience of living in the world so of course I'm instantly going to be drawn to something where I'm like fuck I can relate to that yeah you know why I reckon a show like The New Normal faded out whereas like Drag Race continues because The New Normal was like it's about a gay couple and it's just like the mundane parts of their life yes. and they're just like a straight couple basically yes. whereas RuPaul's Drag Race is like it's fucking gay bro <laughs> <laughs> It's you, bitch. It's you. Just <laughs> looking at the mirror. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's really fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's a shame that, like, there really hasn't been something like 
uh, there's been non-fictional gay content work like in this mm. country, but in terms yeah. of like fictional like, um, like drama yeah. or comedy that has a kind of queer narrative in the forefront that like just really reflects that the modern, uh, like the modern experience that you have in this world. Yeah, like that doesn't re- that hasn't really happened. Yeah, has well, it? Fifty Ways of Saying Fabulous. Yes. When was that filmed? Nineteen long time ago. Eight. Really? Ish. Far out. Um, Andrew Patterson, good friend of ours, yeah. was in that role. Main role. Uh, or maybe it was like two thousand and one. Yeah. Uh, but still, a, long time a ago. feature film. I'm talking TV here. Yes. And there's no and no like gay romance. No, 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 no. Although Shortland Street has had um, multiple multitudes of like gay storylines, but there's just something about like. It's like fast food TV, right? Like that yes. kind of. You can't really. It doesn't. It's not really going to like uh, crack open the theme or the story, or it's going to make you like really feel something. Yeah, it's like a cliffhanger. Yeah, um, it's a circumstantial versus like thematic and emotional. Well, we'll just have to write. Um, we'll just have to make it. Well, we kind of have made it, but it's um, it's a talk show. It's a talk show. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just two guys yakking. It's, look, it's our first um, it's our first stepping stone uh, yeah. to ultimately taking over your screens. Uh, and it hits your devices July first. The first two episodes dropping on the same day, so cancel every single fucking plan you have. And this is like a kind of different show, right? Like it's um, it's not like qu- quick, fast YouTube content. It's like we've made a curated twenty. Two ish minute episode. episode. It's That's some- like a full, like you could like have it playing, sit down and watch it, or like have it playing while you cook dinner and like watch the whole thing. It's like the podcast, but it's visual. Yeah, and I don't want to give a strong test, but in the first, one of these first episodes, we go deep with my ex girlfriend on every so nitty gritty detail of our relationship. And so we really hope that you will enjoy it because we really enjoyed it and we're really proud of it. Yeah, it's We're fun. also really proud of the uh, credit titles. They are They're hot. so hot. Fire. <laughs> Yeah, Tim, our producer, sitting over across from us, very tired because he's been working on it. Please, Sam. Imagine if he played us that episode and then we started recording the podcast and we were like, we just saw our first episode and we are livid. <laughs> Furious. <laughs> he honestly just shot our crotches and our feet and there's nothing of our faces. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been this episode of The Mount Gates. Um, I should remind you that we have to cut this short oh because God, I am, we are both going to. <laughs> okay, well, I've actually got a really important plug though. Um, I'm, da- I'm going to Wellington. Oh, cool. Next week, um, Tuesday to Saturday, doing my show, Camp Bench at Bats Theatre at 6.30. There's still tickets available. Wellington gays and straights and queers and everyone who's down there, please come along um, and come see the show. I would really love to see you there. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Uh, do we have a Queen of the Week? The Queen of the Week is our producer, Tim. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase.